0: Hello ladies, gentlemen, and the lay thems of the world. My name is Joey and today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I'm actually going to talk a bit about a true scary story. This is going to be a new trend that will happen on the show. I will be bouncing between scary stories and true crime cases. That is why the name was changed actually. I hope everyone likes the rebranding. I'm so excited for the wider range of the topics I can cover. Okay, anyways, let's get into today's story. The story I'm going to talk about today is a really famous one. So famous that it was made into a horror movie series. Can you guess what we're talking about today? You guessed it, the Annabelle case. Before we get into it, let's get into a quick commercial break. Battle of the Bands, hosted by KJAC Radio, is coming up again this year, as mentioned in the last episode, but we we know more info today. You can purchase the $10 tickets at orpheumflagstaff.com. You must have proof of a negative COVID test to be able to attend. Doors open at 6 p.m. and the show starts at 7 p.m. More info and tickets are sold in the link in the in the description. Before we actually get into the case, I know what everyone's minds go go straight to when I mention the name Annabelle, the the movies and the way they're, they portray the doll in the movies. At least that's what my mind goes to. Both dolls, to be honest, are super scary in their own ways as seen in the pictures in the the description. To get into the actual story, the real doll is a Raggedy Ann doll. It lived for a long time in a locked box at Ed and Lorraine Warren's museum, a pair that worked on the case. They are both known for working in ghost hunting and paranormal investigation. Lorraine claimed to have some sort of clairvoyance, according to Watchimojo. Furthermore, you can see in the picture that I've linked in the description of both Annabelle dolls how creepy both dolls are, like I mentioned earlier. It shows a comparison of the movie doll and the real doll, which are both creepy in their own ways. Another source of how the doll looks is on allthatinteresting.com. Annabelle's stitched figures, including her half smile and bridge orange, bright orange triangular nose, sorry, evoke memories of child toys and simpler times. I love the way the source describes it here. It makes so much sense. To bounce forward, it is now in Zach Beggins' Haunted Museum. This was covered on an episode of Ghost Adventures, so I'll link that in the description of the podcast. I I digress though, because I love Zach Beggins and Ghost Adventures, but I digress. I apologize. Anyways, to continue, the Annabelle haunting all started according to allthatsinteresting.com in 1970. Although, also, uh, sorry, also according to allthatsinteresting.com, this allegedly evil doll has been blamed for demonic possession, a slew of violent attacks, and at least two near death experiences. Although, odd, this makes so much sense. You can tell from the pictures I've looked again that this comes to no surprise. To explain why the doll has always been blamed for all that violence, in 1970, a student nurse received the doll from her mother for a birthday gift. Uh, Shortly after she got the doll, though, she started to experience some weird occurrences. One was that the doll's arms would be in different positions, according to Paranormal Scholar. They found the doll once on the floor, just staring at them. They then started to get notes like, help us, but no evidence was found of someone leaving the notes, which would freak me the heck out. (laughs) According to Filmschoolrejects.com, when the doll exhibited strange behavior in front of Donna and her roommate Angie, a medium revealed that it was possessed by the spirit of a seven-year-old girl named Annabelle Higgins. Apparently, the little girl has, had been found dead in the field that Donna's apartment complex was built on and her restless spirit just wanted somewhere to live, which would freak me the heck out and want to get rid of the doll right away, in my opinion. It was said her laughs can be heard in the fields nearby. Oh, so creepy. I get chills running down my spine. Oh man, this is so creepy. I, I I had chills doing the research, and I have chills now recording it. The girls that owned Annabelle at the time actually treated the doll like a real child, which I also think is just freaky. Now, according to the paranormal scholar, Ed and Lorraine Warren, like stated earlier, the ghost hunters and paranormal investigators claimed there were, there was no Annabelle spirit at all, just a demonic being. Because of this demonic being, Ed requested a priest and he came right away to exercise and bless the apartment and its residents. This priest then unfortunately dies in a car accident, which people believe to be caused by Annabelle. Later, the Warrens tried to take the doll away from the apartment of their clients, but some people claimed that they had car trouble. This was questioned at 10 mil. The doll was put in the back seat, though, um, on, this, on this drive when the Warrens were traveling, and, and apparently, according to the Warrens, you can immediately feel the, the demonic presence of the doll. After Ed throws holy water onto it, because of, the, of that feeling, the doll does not cause any more mischief during the rest of the ride. They then lock it in a case, like mentioned earlier that says, do not open. It's a rule that goes on in the museum as a whole. Someone who, who came in the museum to look, d- d- uh, didn't listen, uh, then later died in a motorcycle accident, but there isn't any actual evidence that it was Annabelle that caused this accident. It was also, it, was, it also has a devil card, devil tarot card on it as seen in the movies. You can see it at, in a lot of the movies. All of this is according to the Watch Mojo video, Terrifying Annabelle Curse Explained, which I've also linked in the description. According to a really good video about Annabelle's true story by the paranormal scholar, there is no actual, pr- actual proof of any of Annabelle's history at all, which I believe is nuts. They also say that there is no collected evidence by the Warrens when they first met up with the up and coming nurse that owned Annabelle first. It is not wise to trust the Warrens, even though they seemed like nice people. This is because their whole museum is basically made up of only Halloween horror stories based on little white lies, which I'm super surprised by. Unfortunately, the only word we have for Annabelle's story is the Warrens, so we won't know what, what, what's true or not because you can't really trust them, like I said earlier. Also, unfortunately, that is the end of the story. I will give you a bunch of links in the description, like I said earlier, of the movies, articles, pictures, and videos about the story if you'd like to research more about it. If I missed any links or any, like, information, just let me know and I'll add everything. I hope everyone enjoyed this week's spooky episode. This is Joey, signing out.